The Law of Faith by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor Only by the blood of Jesus can we be reconciled to God and His covenant promises. Only His blood would or even could ultimately satisfy the requirements of God's justice. God's judgment was fully and completely put upon Jesus, our Passover Lamb, the blameless sacrifice for all our sins, past and present. So, it is through our belief and faith in the blood of Christ that we become justified in the eyes of God. His blood, therefore, becomes the bond that joins us to God and entitles us to God's covenant provision. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 12 through 13 says, That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you, who once were far off, have been brought near. How? By the blood of Christ. It is not our good deeds that we trust in. It's not dedication to God's kingdom or even how much we love God. It's do we believe and have faith that the shed blood of Christ makes our sins null and void in the Father's eyes? Do we really believe we are righteous? If we repent and conclude that we are justified by the atoning blood of Jesus, then we by faith come under the law of faith. Romans chapter 3 verse 27. Where is boasting then? There can't be any. It is excluded. Because our righteousness is not of our own accomplishments. By what law? Of works? Neither the law of Moses or our actions make us righteous. No, but by the law of faith. We must have total faith in the Lord and what He did for us on the cross and through His resurrection to have the faith necessary for victory. Romans chapter 4 verse 13 For the promise that He would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. In other words, we must believe that what God says is true for our faith to produce victorious results. We are taught through Scripture, for instance, that the covenants are only for His people. It is therefore important that we understand our righteousness through the blood of Jesus and how our rebirth through baptism makes us a part of the kingdom and household of God to be able to stand firm in faith. But, if you notice, the above scripture in Romans chapter 4 verse 13 is speaking only to the seed of Abraham. Well, let us look at Galatians chapter 3 verses 26 through 27 and verse 29. For you are all sons of God through, what? Faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Now let us look closely at Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. We are therefore heirs of the new covenant that was instituted by Jesus, which in turn makes us Abraham's seed, 
and heirs also of the covenant promises made to Abraham and his descendants. So, we are convinced we must be born again new creatures to be the seed of Abraham, but there is more. We must also be filled with and led by the Holy Spirit to mature and grow in faith to claim the promises. Without faith, even though the promises are made known to us through Scripture, they will not manifest for us as individuals unless the spiritual law of faith is released to work on our behalf. Our personal actions, based on what we believe and have faith in, bring us under the law of faith. The law of faith guarantees victory if we do not waver. The Spirit of God will help us grow to faith-filled, immovable, steadfast children of the Almighty God. Romans chapter 8 verses 14 through 17 For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. The children of God must be very sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit as he prompts and guides throughout their lives. He will help guard against mistakes that may ruin our faith and even hinder the promises of God from being released. For instance, Abraham was blessed in all things, and as his seed, we should be also. However, concerning material prosperity, we must be mature enough to be trusted with wealth and steadfast in who we are in the Lord, or the enemy will rob us without resistance on our part. Galatians chapter 4 verse 1 Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. Many of us are not mature enough to stay separate from the world and would spend our financial blessings on the world's culture if made wealthy. The kingdom of God would be robbed and the world blessed with money meant to sustain God's people and expand His kingdom. The Holy Spirit will convict our hearts that this is wrong and show us how we are being absorbed into a lifestyle devised from Satan's thinking, meant to rob God's family and destroy us as His people. The Holy Spirit will help us to see and understand how the sacrifice of the Lord actually affects every moment of our daily life from our relationship with God to our spiritual condition in contending with the enemy. For instance, as we take communion, we proclaim our faith in His blood, death, and resurrection. If we truly believe the Lamb sets us free and humbly remember His accomplishments as we partake of the bread and wine, we renew the law of faith to work for us. However, if we do not truly understand what happened at Calvary, or if we do not walk daily in His covenant relationship with us, we're probably not even aware of the spiritual law of faith 
that is there to guard and protect God's covenant people. This is one of the many reasons why we need the Holy Spirit to help us grow in the knowledge of God. The law of faith is enforced by our high priest Jesus and his angels on our behalf. Of course, if you doubt, walk in sin, or make mistakes and don't repent, the blood cannot cover you and the law of faith would not pertain to you. Also, in this unrepentant condition, you would not even want to participate in the communion mentioned above. Understand, if you do not really comprehend Jesus' sacrifice, you will not be able to attribute the full worth of Christ's redeeming work to your life. You should not partake in communion without having full faith in His forgiveness, full faith in His power to renew and restore, complete faith in your acceptance, and His power to strengthen and heal. The spiritual law that governs doubt and unbelief would be in effect rather than the law of faith, and again, you would not want to take communion in this state. Let us read the scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 27 through 32, for a little better understanding. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 27 through 32. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord, doubting his total victory. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, because he doesn't understand the redemptive blood of Christ or the significance of the sacrifice of his body on the cross and how all this affects him, so he still carries guilt, not discerning the Lord's body. He experienced our defeat, so we could be victorious. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep, die, because we don't understand the significance of what he accomplished. For if we would judge ourselves, repent for our unbelief or lack of knowledge, we would not be judged. The blood of Jesus would release us from this judgment. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. We are saved, you see, but still need corrected, because we're not maturely walking in victorious faith. The Holy Spirit, however, will keep working on us. God wants us healed, delivered, living life abundantly, and eternal beings as we are His family. The Holy Spirit will help us understand Christ's full provision and will encourage us to grow up and learn to walk accordingly. He accomplishes this in part through His servants, also shown at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. And He Himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, 
to a perfect man, to the measure, the stature, of the fullness of Christ. In closing, the Abrahamic covenant with the material blessings is only going to be realized by the mature, those that walk by faith, in the covenant of Christ, understanding and trusting the law of faith for their success. If one will walk by what they know to be true, not by what they physically see, the spiritual law that governs faith absolutely will grant eventual victory to those who believe the promises of God. Be it as you believe, Jesus says. Really get this in your spirit so you can truly believe. He gave his own life for our sins so we wouldn't have to die. He paid our death penalty for us. He took our infirmities and bore our sickness on the cross with him. So by his stripes, we are healed. He came to give us life and life abundant so we can prosper and share the good news of the gospel with others. We need to make the covenants known to God's family, and it takes money to evangelize. He defeated the powers of darkness and gave us authority over the power of the enemy. So let us believe in the completed work of the cross and experience the law of faith to become the church triumphant.